Well, obviously, this morning we are celebrating uh, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, as was prophesied throughout the Word of God in the Old Testament, as well as, obviously, uh, in the New Covenant, the New Testament, that uh, we apply into our lives. And I remember, as, as a kid growing up, Easter was something that obviously was special. I was uh, raised uh, going to church as a child, and it was Easter, you'd, you'd get dressed, and you know, you, you'd go to church, and then you'd go out and have fun. But as a kid, I remember, you know, uh, growing up uh, in my grandma's house, three-story house, I, I mentioned it before, three-story wooden house there on 2nd Street in Maravilla, East L.A., and, um, you know, the freeway took our, took our house, unfortunately, but um, anyway, we were in, in the third floor, you know, a lot of us lived in, there was like four families that lived in that house in different levels, some in the basement, and so we're all relatives and related, and we had a clothesline that went from the top of the third floor all the way down to the backyard, and so, um, you know, as kids, you look at that and go, would that be fun to go down that clothesline, and, and, and all the way down to the third, from the third floor to the back? And uh, my cousins who were older than me, I was kind of like the younger cousin uh, that lived in that house, they would dare me to get on. You know, I would have been probably like six or seven, you know, eight. Get on that and go down, because they did it. They were about four years older than me. And so um, I said, no, I don't think I'm going to do that. And then they would double dare me. How many have ever been dared to do something in your life, right? That's why you ended up in trouble. That's... That's, that, that's why some of you married who you're married to. They dared you. I dare you to marry them. <laughs> Double dare you. <laughs> some of you are going, why did I dare? I'm just joking. It's Easter. Got to be nice. It's Easter. And I don't think I ever did uh, go down that clothesline. But I, th I thought about that, the daring, and how what that basically is meant to do is to get you to do something that maybe you're having trouble doing, something stepping out and trying something new or getting out and experiencing something different in your life. And so what I want to do this morning is I entitle my message, Dare to Believe. What I want to do is to maybe dare you to believe this morning and to renew your faith, to renew your hope, to renew uh, your, your, your confidence uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ and his resurrection power this morning. Because the message this morning of the resurrection of Jesus Christ is uh, there's something for you and I to experience, the power of the resurrection, whether saved or even unsaved this morning. There is something uh, that the message of the resurrection has to offer. For the believer, it is a renewed strength, a renewed faith, uh, and a renewed vision, that power that works uh, within us to resurrect uh, those things that may have been slowly dying. And for the unbeliever who may be here this morning has not experienced that relationship with Jesus Christ, there is the power of God that is able to resurrect uh, and bring a new life into you uh, and remove you from those things that may be holding you down, maybe destroying your family, 
your marriage, possibly tearing down your world. We celebrate this morning the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ because we know that death has been defeated through his power, overcoming the death of strongholds upon, his, upon humanity. It's the most significant event that has ever taken place in the history of mankind, and that's what our faith is based upon, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's a message of salvation for those who are without hope and purpose in life. It's a message of hope for all who feel that maybe they fail God and that uh, in one way or another there is no more hope for them in their lives. It's a message of restored faith and confidence to maybe those who have stopped believing and stopped trusting in the Lord. It's a message of purpose and destiny for those who are searching for direction and searching for something uh, that could change their life. And above all, it's a message that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is a message of mercy and compassion and a message of God's love because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whomsoever, that's you, me, and whoever else would believe on him would not perish, but that would come to everlasting life. It's the message this morning, the resurrection of Jesus Christ and uh, salvation and strength uh, to anyone who would dare to believe. And so in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verse, starting with verse 1, here is what Luke writes. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of the sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. And then this is something very, very powerful in verse number 8 that Luke writes. And he says, then they remembered his words. I have a short video I'd like to show you. And when I get through with the video, I'll get into the conclusion of my message.
praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. And as we saw this video, and we listened to the text that I just wrote, verse 8, the powerful words that Luke writes, and he says, after he explained once again all that Jesus spoke to them about, it says, and then they remembered. Too many times we forget about what God has done for us. We forget, have a tendency to lose sight uh, of the promises of God, of uh, the Word of God uh, that has come to us throughout the years of our salvation. And at this point, we know as we uh, read the story that the disciples at the crucifixion of Jesus uh, all turned away. And the Bible says there in Matthew chapter 26 and in verse 56, all the disciples forsook him, uh, one betrayed him, and uh, one, uh, be one betrayed him and denied him. And they had lost hope. They had lost sight of what Jesus spoke to them during the three and a half years that he was with them. And we know the triumphal entry into Jerusalem. They were shouting praises. They were bowing to him and laying out palms and branches there, celebrating Jesus, ready to crown him as king. But yet, a short time later, instead of crowning him as king, they place a crown of thorns upon his head. They beat him, and then they crucified him simply because uh, they forgot what Jesus uh, had spoken to them about. They had lost all hope in the one who came to redeem them from the curse of the law and the bondage of just pure religion. And they lost the direction and meaning to life that they had when Jesus was with them. And consequently, they were filled, many of them, with bitterness uh, and total disillusionment about Jesus uh, and uh, his purpose. This morning, this might describe someone here today. Maybe your faith has been shaken and you doubt that God even cares about what's happening in your life. 2020 was a difficult time for so many people. It was a difficult time, and we know because of the coronavirus that came into this country and throughout the world, it affected so many people. It touched so many lives. It hurt so many families. The processes of things that we didn't know what to do, how to handle and to expect. I remember last Easter, and how we had to celebrate Easter differently than we're celebrating it today and that we've been used to celebrating it. And during that time, people's hope were affected. Their lives were impacted. Deaths that took place tragically because of this horrible disease, the pain that people had to experience because of family and friends not even being able to visit the gravesite or be there during the time of burial. 
And during this time, so many people who were serving Jesus and walking with Jesus uh, had their hope and their confidence and trust uh, uh, assaulted by the enemy of our faith simply because we were overwhelmed with what we had no control over, seemingly to be helpless. We're here this morning, and my prayer this morning is that you would allow this message of a resurrected Savior to minister to you today and to build and restore your hope and your confidence in your faith in Jesus Christ, that he does care for you, that he does love you, and that he does see the hurt and the pain that you went through. And now it's time for us to let go and move forward and say, Jesus, uh, here we are. Let's continue to build. Let's continue to serve uh, and to trust you. Because through the power of his resurrection, he is able to restore, to heal, to bring back that which once maybe was dashed, pushed aside because of what we had to go through. In 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3, Peter writes, and he says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance uh, that can never perish, spoil, or fade. I mean, that is powerful for you and I this morning because there is a new birth for those who may, may not be serving Jesus today. You can be born again uh, through the resurrection power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you can step in to that inheritance, to the promises uh, that God has given to those who believe uh, and an inheritance that cannot be taxed, it cannot be taken away, it is there for you, uh, stored up in eternity. Praise the Lord. Your situation can change. As difficult as it may seem, whatever that might be today, whatever has taken place in the past, I want to challenge you to dare to believe the Word of God, to dare to allow God's Word, if you are a born-again Christian, to regenerate and reinvigorate and just revive your confidence and your trust in God and allow the resurrection to renew your faith and the truth of God's word that you will put your faith in and your trust in. This is what had to happen to those who went to go see Jesus in the tomb. And then they remembered what he said. Luke chapter 24, verse 5 and 8. Why do you seek the living among the dead, but he is risen. You see, whenever we hear the truth of God's word, that's why it's so good to come to church. So good to have your 
own personal Bible study time, wherever that might be at home, at your job, in your car, wherever. Why? So that God's Word can begin to renew uh, your faith and renew your, your confidence in, in God's Word that it's true and that it will come to pass in your life. Whenever we hear God's Word, whether for the first time or for a particular situation that you might be going through, listen. We have a choice to either listen and believe or to push it aside with unbelief and say, no, I don't think so. There may be some here this morning who have that choice. You've watched a powerful video. You're listening to the message of God's word through the power of his resurrection. And you have a choice as to whether to believe it, God's truth, and let it uh, energize your faith and, and inspire you or to reject that. Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. There may be some here, as I mentioned earlier, who are having trouble with God's word. You're struggling with God's word because it's been a difficult time for you. Things haven't necessarily gone your way. Things have happened that maybe you don't understand and that you feel you have no power with and you've been dealing with for some time in the Gospel of Mark chapter 9. There's a situation of a man who had a son who was deaf. He, would, he could not speak. And uh, he would be thrown down by this spirit that was controlling his life. And this is what it says. As this man comes to Jesus and he's asking for help, Jesus speaks to the Father. And he says, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And the father cried out, help, I do believe, but Jesus, help my unbelief. There's some here this morning that need to cry out like that, father. I do believe in God. I do believe that Jesus was the son of God. I do believe that Jesus rose from the dead. But God, help my unbelief because I'm having trouble with what I'm going through right now. I'm having trouble with the situation right now. I tell you what, be like that father and cry out. And I guarantee you, Jesus will get involved in your life when you cry out to him. When you cry out for help to him. The story goes on. It's not done yet. And this is the good part. And it says, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you to come out of him and enter into him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him, and he became as one dead, so that many said, he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he rose. Let me tell you something. Uh, Jesus brought that boy who everybody thought he was dead back to life. Uh, let me tell you something. There may be some things some things you've been going through, some hopes you've had, some dreams you've had that the devil says are dead and they're no longer going to happen. Jesus can resurrect those dreams. He'll raise them up again in your life if you only cry out and ask him to help your un. 
believe. I dare you this morning, uh, if that's the case, to believe uh, in the Word of God. Believe in the truth of God's Word. You see, when we dare to believe the truth of God's Word, that His Word will build our faith, uh, it renews uh, our understanding of who God is. Too many times we lose perspective and we lose sight and understanding of what the Word of God says about our situations. But as we get into the Word of God and uh, we start to allow God, that personal relationship that we have, to begin to reestablish our faith, God begins to move in Luke chapter 24 and verse 45. says here, and he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Then he said to them, thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. You see, the seeds of God's word was planted in the disciples but too many times we know the parable of the different uh, uh, types of ground that the seeds are sown upon. There's the thorny ground, the hard ground. And then there's the good ground. Too many times we allow the cares of this world, the trials of this world to crowd out the word of God from our lives. And it starts to fog our understanding of what we may be going through, the trial, what the purpose of that trial is for, what God says about my situation. And here's what took place with the disciples and those at the tomb. They had to have their understanding uh, refreshed. And this morning, I pray that you're able to have your understanding of the Scripture and your understanding, maybe of your circumstance, to be revived and refreshed that God has everything under control. It may seem like you don't get it or things are out of control, but I want to tell you, God does have everything under control. And this morning, Jesus wants to re-energize and wants to uh, re-establish our understanding through his word so we can comprehend that in Ephesians chapter 1. In verse 17, Paul writes and he says that the eyes of our understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, the exceeding greatness of his power and the fullness of his body. When we have an openness and an enlightenment to the word of God in our hearts reestablished through study, through hearing the word of God, through taking time for personal devotions, your, your eyes will be opened to your circumstance and to your situation. God's Word becomes more than just nice Bible stories that our children read in Sunday school. But God's Word now takes on a different light 
Now it takes on truth. Now it takes on power. Now it takes on uh, something that we can stand upon when everything is falling apart. I will stand upon the word of God. The same way Jesus defeated uh, the enemy on the pinnacle of the mountain when he was tempted by the devil. And Jesus said, it is written. It is written. And over and over and over again, he went back to defeat the devil through the word of God. This morning, I want to tell you something. When you allow God's word to be established in your life, uh, you will be enlightened to the strategies uh, of the devil. You will be aware and be able to conquer the devices uh, of the enemy. Hallelujah. And you see, it's the resurrection that we celebrate this morning that reveals the love of Jesus Christ. God's desire is to open up our understanding and reignite our confidence that God does really love us, that God does really care about our lives, our situations, whatever it is we are going through. Too many times we go through life the mistakes we made, the failures we may have in serving Jesus, whatever those might be, the enemy wants to come and condemn, wants to come and say, well, it's all over for you. God does not love you, does not care for you. Why don't you just walk away and forget it? But you see, the Bible tells me, the Bible tells us through his word that while we were yet sinners, uh, Christ gave his life for us. God sent his son for us. He loved us while we were dead in our trespasses. This morning, I want to tell you, whatever condition you're in, God loves you. He wants to change you. That condition, if you let him, uh, he cares about you. Won't you let him touch your life? Won't you let him bring healing uh, into your life? Won't you let him uh, redirect uh, you into a place of blessing uh, and a place uh, of redemption? You see, that's the love of Jesus Christ that God wants to show us through uh, every pounding of the nails that went into his hands and his feet. Through every stripe that he was beaten by, cried out the love of Jesus Christ. This morning, as our music ministry makes their way to the platform, there may be some in this building today who are struggling with this point God's love because of what's happened in your life because, because of what has been said or done to you in the past you're struggling with the fact that God loves you and this morning I'm here to tell you the disciples through all that they went through during that time of the crucifixion of Christ, their rejecting of Jesus, their doubting of what he said in his word. In spite of all of that, Jesus still loved them. 
And this morning, as we bow our heads, as we close our eyes,